Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Welcome to episode seven, where we are looking at mistake number six of the seven mistakes that female leaders make when it comes to claiming their seat at the table. Now, mistake number six was not an obvious one when I was researching what the mistakes were, but I realized how often it came up when it came to female leaders that I worked with, and also certainly in my own experience of what happened in my life because I didn't do this. Mistake number six, if I get straight to the point, is not planning for knockbacks. And What I'm actually saying about when we plan for knockbacks is our ability to recover from setbacks is far greater than it would be if we didn't plan for knockbacks. Now, this doesn't normally occur to anyone as a mistake when it comes to claiming your seat at the table. I mean, why would it be a mistake if I don't plan for knockbacks? Why would I want to be planning for knockbacks when actually I want to be planning for success? Now, if I was to ask any one of you if your life has gone exactly to plan and everything you've ever wanted has come your way, I would quite happily bet my house that 100% of you will say, no, of course not. And yet, with knowing that we are not likely to get our lives exactly how we anticipate them or how we expect them to be or even how we plan them to be, it's interesting that many of us don't plan for knockbacks. And as a consequence, we find ourselves suffering the downside of when we do experience disappointment and rejection or failure in whatever way or shape that this might take. And this really brings me on to the two consequences of not planning for knockbacks. The first one is that rejection and failure is feared. And the second one is that we hold back on showcasing our gifts and talents. Now, if I go into that a little bit deeper, The fear of rejection and failure is one of the single biggest reasons I hear from women about why they don't have what they want. It's something I know I've certainly felt and I do feel because I'm not above any of these mistakes either. I just do the work consistently on myself to stay ahead of them. Rejection, as we know, is that sense of I don't want to get things wrong and I don't want people to think therefore I'm a failure. And what happens if I'm failing? What would people perceive me as? And what would that mean for the opportunities that I have available to me? And we fear this as a consequence of not planning for someone to say no to us. And as a consequence of not being okay with something not going right and for us failing. We fear the rejection and we fear the failure. We fear putting ourselves up for promotion or asking for a pay rise because what if someone says no? We fear, certainly in my early part of my transition out of my corporate career into my own business, I know I feared asking for the sale in terms of making an offer, stating my price and asking if someone wanted to work with me. And it was interesting because when I kept thinking that was what I was scared of, which was someone saying no, actually what I realised was what I was scared of was feeling like a failure. Because 
If someone said no, what I made it mean was that I wasn't good enough and that there was something wrong with me. And the reality is if I stepped back and planned for knockbacks, if I planned for not every single client to say yes to me, if I recognised that I would be a fit for someone and not a fit for someone else, if I recognised in my career that every promotion that I'd gone for had a chance of me not getting it as well as getting it depending on my skills, capabilities, who was recruiting, what my level of connection was. If I recognise there are so many reasons where things can work for us and then there are reasons that things don't happen for us. But if I allowed myself to be okay with the idea that I would get knocked back rather than worrying about it or fearing it or having that huge sense of disappointment when I do... Actually, I would have recognised that my opportunity to lean in and go for opportunities that were outside of my comfort zone would have been far greater because I wouldn't have made it mean anything about who I was, how good I was and my own sense of worth. With regards to the second one, when we hold ourselves back on showcasing our gifts and talents as a consequence of not planning for knockbacks, what this one really means is that when we don't plan for knockbacks, what we do is that we play safe. We play small, we allow ourselves to stay in the comfort zone of what we already know, we don't try new things, and because we don't show people who we are as a consequence of playing small. Because what if we showed people who we are and we're afraid of being rejected and we fear failure? We often choose not to do that. And if we actually recognise that there are over 7 billion humans in the world and that not everyone is going to be our cup of tea, and that there won't be all the people in the world that are like us, that look the same, act the same, and believe the same things. If we acknowledge that there is going to be a huge amount of difference between us as a human race, then perhaps we would recognise it's okay that not everyone is going to want you in their world. Not everyone wants to have you as their friend. Not everyone wants to work with you. And it's okay. And it's okay to say thanks very much, but I'm not for that person either, or they're not for me. Or it's actually okay to say, if I ask to be part of something and they do want me, that's okay too. And it's an interesting one when we really unpack, because when we don't plan for knockbacks, we hold back on showing people who we are. And we hold back on sharing our true and unique contribution and talents. Now, what I've seen time and time again, and you know, when we go from our childhood state of play and willing to ask our parents if we can have an ice cream 15 or 20 times, knowing that they'll probably say no, knowing that they'll say we need to eat our dinner first before you can have dessert, knowing that they'll say no, knowing that we've already had too many sweets or whatever it might be. But as a child, we expected our parents to say no. And yet we would still ask. We would still ask in the hope that actually, if we pestered long enough, that they would say yes and that we could have what we wanted somehow and somewhere. I think we forgot that. We forgot that resilience and that commitment to show up as we are. And we forgot that it was okay to ask for what we wanted, recognize that not everyone was going to give us what we wanted or were capable of giving us what we wanted or were able to fulfill our needs. But it was okay because we would still be okay with making the ask and not worrying about them saying no and then not worrying about what we would make that mean about who we are. And I think if we planned for knockbacks, we would allow ourselves to show up and make the ask. We would show up and show people who we are. We would show up and offer our services and offer our support. And we would offer our contribution. 
And we would be okay if people said no, thank you, because we would recognize that it doesn't lessen who we are. And I think that's the key message I want to get across in this episode, that when we don't plan for knockbacks, we actually make failure seem something far greater than what it is, which what it is really is just a data point that tells us that the experiment or that way of working or that way of being isn't leading me to the outcome that I want. So what would I do differently? Who could I ask for help and support? Where might I need to close some knowledge gaps or where might I actually need to revisit my goals? Now, I often think that if someone had said to me that when you leave your corporate career, one of the single biggest things that you have to plan for is knockbacks. And if you can get your head around 100, 200, 300 people, 400 people saying no to you, and all you do is practice someone saying no to you and being okay with it, it will help you succeed in more ways than you can ever imagine. I genuinely would have found that quite a curious comment to make of all of the things I would have invested my time on planning for. Knockbacks would not have been one of them. However, if I look back now on the two and a half years that I have been doing what I've been doing out of my corporate career, if I had planned for knockbacks, if I had expected a no, if I had expected challenges, if I'd expected to have some failures along the way, my resilience levels would have been far greater right from the very beginning. Actually, I don't think I will have suffered as much as I feel I have in my own journey. And as a consequence of not suffering, I would have had more opportunity to keep moving forward as opposed to getting stuck at times. And I think that's what I want to leave this episode with you to reflect on and think about is in what way are you showing up in your life not expecting knockbacks? And as a consequence of not expecting or wanting knockbacks, how are you playing small? What are you not doing? Because if you had planned and expected knockbacks, how might you be showing up differently? How might you give more? And how might you be showing up in a way that isn't fearful of someone rejecting you or you failing? I think we would all be more committed to sharing our gifts and talents and our unique contributions if we did plan for knockbacks. And I just want to leave you with that thought to think about because I know me certainly not planning for knockbacks in my own career and my own business has been a big mistake. And it's certainly what I see impacts so many female leaders' resilience levels and stops them from claiming their seat at the table. Whatever table it is that they want to sit at, that is so much more powerful if they were planning for knockbacks because they would allow themselves to lean in, speak up more, be okay with failing, be okay with rejection because it doesn't mean anything about who they are. And if you can take that one message that planning for knockbacks allows you to move past your fear of failure, move past your fear of rejection, allow yourself to give your gifts and talents and your unique contribution to the world, that you would be way more powerful and your seat at the table is so much easier and within reach. So thank you so much for listening and I look forward to checking in with you again on mistake number seven. Thanks so much for listening to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be you.